0: Welcome
1: to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Bettis.
2: And good morning, Newburn. On this rainy, rainy I, I day, I hate it. That it has been so beautiful out, and then it rains today of all days. And we, we had a really kind of neat, interesting new show. So, uh, and, oh, oh. and that 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 didn't work. But good morning, everybody. We're here. We're live. We're on uh, WNOs. One hundred seven point five. We are going to shortly. Fourteen fifty a.m. We are shortly going to be on Facebook Live, so you'll be able to see us all over the place here shortly. And
1: uh, did I mention fourteen fifty a.m.?
2: Four. Okay, fourteen fifty a.m. You didn't. And we've got lots going on today. And I'm gonna uh, welcome all my friends here just a minute. Okay, we are. Now live on Facebook. So good morning to all my friends. We are live on Facebook this morning and uh, we've got a great show. We've got lots of different facets today. Um, about our show because guess what? Four days till election. That's you know, we we say we talk about what everybody in New Bern is talking about and everybody's talking about this
1: there's there, there a person stinking out
2: there. this stinking election. So um, four days it'll be over. We can go back to being People again, maybe. Hold on, where's I that song?
1: So. Where's that song I was playing that that reminds me? The the R R E M, the end of the world as we know it.
2: Yeah. Um. So, uh, we're going to be talking uh, with lots of people today, um, and lots of different instances. So, um. And we've also got a guest here in the studio. We're going to talk about some some good things going on, a, a book our guest has written, and we're going to talk about that. Good morning to all my friends that are watching. Um, stay with me. Now, don't leave, guys. I, I see you there. Stay with me. It's going to be a great show. How about, how about them cubbies? <laughs> Woo! Woo! I'm a, I'm a, now, you know, I am a, died in that the wool Yankee fan. Now I love me some Yankees. Love me some Yankees.
1: Let's stow it, lady.
2: That, but let me tell you something. I've never been so excited to see a team Cubs, win. Really? And, oh man! Come on. Well, let me tell you why. Because they they have captured what the the spirit of baseball is. If if you've ever had an opportunity to go to Wrigley Field and watch a game in the afternoon, there is nothing like it. Where's the Wrigley
1: Field? Is that out in the Bronx?
2: Yeah, in the Bronx, in Chicago, you take oh, Chicago. You, you take the subway or the L. What do they call it? The L. In I don't Chicago. know. I'm from okay. New York. So anyway, you take the subway out there. <laughs> you go to, you go to Wrigley Field. You start out going to is the, what I'm dealing with over here. You go out and you go to um, uh, Murphy's Bleachers, which is in the. In, it's this little restaurant in the back part outside of uh, of Wrigley Field. At, Best, best burgers on an onion roll uh, that you've ever eaten. And then you watch this awesome game. I am so blessed to to know that I've been to Wrigley Field. I have heard Harry Carey sing, take me out to the ballpark. And I'm glad that I was able to experience it. But even better, I'm glad that I was able to watch and experience the Cubs winning after 108 years. So for all you Cubby fans, woo, we did it. But I have to say this, Cleveland played one, Hell of a series! I don't think One anybody from Cleveland's watching. We
1: can say losers.
2: No, we cannot say that. I'll never say that because <laughs> let me tell you something. Um, I think that.
1: No, it was a great game. It was a great series coming down to coming down to seven, and just watching those people in Chicago go nuts. I mean, in a peaceful way, just right. The, right. The, the grown men crying. Right. Grown I and mean, people who you would these people who are you, you just see these big, you know hard-working guys just breaking down, crying and sobbing. Absolutely,
2: (laughs) absolutely. So, you know, uh, it was an unbelievable game seven. Uh, Both teams put their heart and soul into it. You saw everything that night, you know, including a rain delay. And
1: I will tell you something about that rain delay. Um, That's how I know God is uh, is a Cubs fan, because that rain delay came at just the right time. The Cubs were kind of floundering. They're kind of losing it, and God said no. We're going to give you something, and down came the rains the cleansing, healing rains. And I, I was watching an interview yesterday, and uh, they went back. The general manager took them all back and said, everything that's happened before this is, is over. This is a new game. We're going to win this. And the rain the rain delay, they attribute it to, uh, to winning that game.
2: Well, I think it, God. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm glad it was, it was good, and that, that is probably what a lot of people were talking about this week. Great distraction from what's going on in our country, and I think that, Ooh, uh, you know, it was a great little respite. Good morning, Bruce. Um, Where's Bruce from? Hey, Bruce is from right here. I love, love my fans, and yes, God is a Cub, a Cubs fan. I See, I you told Mike you, Cubs. Sabrina. Bruce, she was gonna point her <laughs> no, little no, no, fingers no. <laughs> at me.
1: She was gonna point her little fingers at me and tell me God wasn't. but um, I'm Know oh, what
2: God was thinking. Hush up! Hush up! But um, I got I would, again. I'm going I'm to turn this over to you, and I'm going to let us, inter, you know, talk about our guest that's here this morning, and let us tell her about what's doing. Ah, good morning to my my niece Sarah. Um, Where's who, Sarah? She is in Florence, Ferenza, Italy. Good morning. We miss you too. We're Have international. A good thing. Uh, they're watching from Raleigh. Everybody's all over the place. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Okay, take it away, Mister. All right. Is- this
1: morning, this morning, uh, we have Tammy Johnson over here. Um, Tammy is a is a Newborn author. She has written a uh, she's written a, a book. Let me put it right up there. That is Tammy's book right there, and it's it's a book of poetry. You can see it up there on camera number two. We'll call that camera number two up there. Can we? We'll put we'll just put that up there for camera we number two. We got
2: cameras everywhere, don't we?
1: Yes, it's like Big Brother. Orson Wells, I expect him to walk in. Or is it H.D. Wells? I can't remember. Anyway, say good morning, Tammy.
3: Good morning.
1: Tammy is is uh, we she's a delightful delightful um, woman. We went out to dinner with her, uh, Nicole and I. Uh, we've read her book. We've read her book. Um, these are poems, uh, the poems and, and little stories inspired mostly by uh, not mostly they're inspired by God. Tammy, tell tell us uh, tell us what you do.
2: <coughs> good morning, Tammy. We're going to get you live here on Facebook too. Okay
3: <laughs> well, um the book, I can't say it was a fluke because God doesn't do flukes. no, ma'am, <laughs> but I didn't know anything about writing anything. i um I went to work one morning and I was feeling really uh out of it and very teary. I read a devotional, uh, the Proverbs 31, um, woman encouragement for today. And I don't remember a lot in that devotional, except she said, tomorrow is the easiest day you will ever live.
1: (laughs) Tell that to my son.
3: And I was still feeling kind of not really myself. I went to my car for lunch. And I picked up a pen and paper that was in the car, and I started writing. And by the time I got home, three o'clock that morning, I know it was God. He woke me up, and I had written three more before I went to work.
1: Well. We had a long i wish we had a two hours to talk about this this morning um we had a long discussion at dinner about this tammy um i think her writing will speak for itself she said i asked her I said, in this uh in this time of you know this election time when everything is in turmoil uh everything's going crazy uh, is there is there a one of your poems that would be good uh, to read um before we get into all the election stuff today and before we get into all the election <laughs> we're stuff gonna next need week? a lot of prayer." <laughs> Tammy, why, why don't you just let your writing speak for itself. Uh, read us a little from, uh, it's called, what's it called? Which one did you pick out? It's Not In Vain. All right, tell us about it. Read, read a little from it. It's Not In Vain.
3: It's Not In Vain. Uh, Malachi 3, 13 through 14 says, Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet you say, What have we spoken so much against thee? You have said it is in vain to serve God. And what profit is that that we keep his ordinance? And that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. We see the moral decay of our society and our world and the corruption in our government. And we wonder why and what is wrong. We look around and we see that people have become desensitized where violence is concerned. We see horrors take place and some acts as if it's okay. A man takes the life of his child and the mother or someone is raped and killed for sport as if it's a new game being played, not caring that it's a person and not a thing it's very hard when we see how people treat each other and the corruption in our nation what has crept in while we were asleep and caught us unaware or did we just let it happen not wanting to make a scene or to be too loud and out of place there seems to be no hope for families splitting up over foolishness and a lack of respect and forgiveness many will look at this and ask what's the point or what's the use in going on there's no justice for us. I hope it's lost because the ones who were doing wrong are are doing better than we are, and God knows that we're trying to live right. The other there are cops killing young black men just because guess what The ones in charge say excuse me <laughs> say they were they were right, just deserved. Parents cry, and some are just lost, not sure what's going on in their house because they are tired and short on funds and patience too. What's the soul to do? Prices are rising. The cost of living is way too high. And my check is not enough to make ends meet. The more we work, the more we have to work. And we still can't seem to make it from one week to the next. This is a sorry lot if ever there was one. What's the use in trying? Husband wives disrespect each other and children disrespect their parents. The parents wonder what this is and they need help. There are dads and moms in jails are off doing their thing, and the children are lost. There are sons who think it's cool to run the streets, and they don't want to obey. So they grow up not having respect for adults or any female they encounter. The daughters look for a,
1: a strong role model and can't seem to find one. Tammy, Let's, let, let, me, let me get you there. Okay. That was, you know, that was a, an excerpt from It's All in Vain. Why is it not all in vain? Why isn't it in vain? Why isn't it in vain? To serve God.
3: Because this didn't catch him by surprise. What's going on didn't catch him by surprise. And when we read the word, we find that it was already told. We're living in perilous times. And the scriptures let us know in one portion that men's heart will faint for fear. Because of the things that are coming up on the world.
1: We look at the... Let me let me, let me me cut you up there. We're, we're getting into this election. But this time next week, we will have a new president. Yes. We will have a president, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. And we're going to have more political talk on here. But whether you like it or not, it's either going to be Hillary Clinton or it's going to be Donald Trump. And the talk in the week... Th- this week, the talk, I don't know about where you work, but the talk all over Newbern is... One, one comment was... Uh, uh, this is in court. Uh, one of the lawyers was saying, I hope they have barf bags in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the polling station because I just am going to go on a vote and puke. Why isn't it in vain? Why don't we just say, forget it?
3: And you don't just walk away from life. Life happens to all of us. And unfortunately, we live in a time where things are happening the way they are because people have disregarded God. They have left him out of everything. A lot of people have, not everybody. But he is still sovereign. He's still faithful. He's still watching. He still sees and he still hears. He's the God that sees, hears, and answers. He's the God that delivers. He is a God that is on time. It does not matter what people say and how the election turns out, it matters. But God is still in charge. This is not um, say I I rolled the dice and and take a chance thing. Well, I might live. I might not.
1: So there there may be people at home. There may be people at home right now going, hey, look, I don't want to even get out and vote. I don't want to vote. What what difference does it make? I don't like the guy with the crazy hair and I don't like that yelling lady. The, all I see on the TV now is people yelling and screaming at each other, saying nasty things about each other, saying nasty things to each other. Either they're <laughs> trying to scare us or they're trying to buy us. Uh, why not just sit on your couch? Sabrina, honestly, why not just sit on your couch and sit this one out and wait for them some better, some better uh, cards to be dealt?
2: Because we all know somebody that fought, and died had a relative a grandparent a great-grandparent all along the way we've had people who've marched in the streets we've had people doing all given all they had to defend our right to be a free nation and to be who we are the greatest nation on on earth the greatest nation on earth and we should vote that is our our right to vote and so we should get out we should vote no matter who it is or what it's for or if it's all right and it is our right that so many people fought and died for in so many different ways and we should get out there and we should vote but at the end of the day you know and it it says under God we are under God that was the reason this country was founded Uh, and, and we can't we can't stray from that.
1: Well, I saw on the news last night, and I try to stay away from the news, but there, this was a, a retirement community, a peaceful retirement community in Florida, mind you, and I don't know if there ever can be such a thing if you've ever seen Seinfeld, but this retirement community of about 2,000 people, it's just about a Civil War Battle lines, friends losing friends over this, um, you know, alienation. It's crazy, Sabrina. I haven't seen anything like it in my life. I
2: haven't either, and it is really funny. And it's – you know, that's why I think it's going to be very difficult to judge who's ahead, who's behind because – you know, I think people are, they don't want to say anything. They're keeping it to themselves. It's so charged. And, you know, we have loved ones, you know, in our my own family that think different. We all think differently, and that's our right to think differently. Um, that's what we fought and died for. We should all have the right to feel as we feel, but it doesn't mean we should hate each other because we think differently. But this is evident in our everyday day life. We don't have to have a nat- national election to see this. We could have local politics. We could have church politics, school politics, whatever it is. If you disagree with somebody, you're labeled the bad person. There's something wrong with you, whatever, instead of saying, okay, your your opinion is different. I don't necessarily like it, but how do we work together? And that's what we really need to be working on. And, and good morning to our, our wonderful friend, Dawn Baldwin Gibson, who just you know, talk about somebody fighting for, for her beliefs, and that's good. That's what we should all have the right to do. We all should have that right to stand up and and fight for what we believe in.
1: Don, while you're out there, I don't know if you got to hear Tammy James or Tammy Johnson write, reading a little bit of her poem. It's not in vain. But Don, you have to meet Tammy. Yes, uh, she, you have to meet Tammy Johnson. I gotta hook book, you two up. Her book is called um, "Overwhelming Victories in All These." Yes. Uh, was that
3: overwhelming victories in all these difficulties?
2: Right. It's it's so true. One of our viewers right now. It's and it's true. God just hates the sin, but He loves the sinner, and that's what we need to be about. We may disagree. We may not, you know, like it, but, but. You know, we, are all, we all fall short. Every one of us falls yes. short of the grace of God, yes. and we, we need to get in. So no matter what happens with this election, no matter who gets elected or, you know, your, your person that you supported or not, you know, we, we all need to join forces and say, let, how do we make this a better place? And, uh, you know, unfortunately, there are winners and there are losers. And I hate to use that word losers, but there are people who fell short. You know, I mean, that's all that it is. They fell short. I don't consider myself a loser because I lost the mayor's election. No, I I consider yourself a trier. I I, I fell short, and that's just the way I look at it. And so, you know, all of us, um, you know... We've got to get together. Dawn, again, you're so right. We have to bring peace to the conversation. You know, it is what it's all about. And let it begin with me. That's that saying. Let there be peace on earth, but let Let it it begin begin with with me. me. And if we can't individually seek that peace, it's going to be hard for us as a country to seek peace. But, um, Tammy, tell people how they can get a copy of your book if they're interested today.
3: Um, It is on every major website uh book site barnes and nobles books a million um uh, christianbooks.com uh and you can even order it from uh westbow press uh bookstore um the there's a uh, hardback and their paperback they're supposed to be a um the e-book yeah so um it should be in all of the um ways that you can get a book and so you're looking for
1: tammy s johnson overwhelming victories and all these difficulties i gotta tell you guys um you know they're the the they're short little they're short little poems they you know page two pages each one of them is a gem inspired by god nicole and i had um nicole and i read them when we went up to vermont remember we traveled up to vermont with the kids we read you know it we took turns with the kids reading them going up and down And one of them is just as deep as the next one, and uh, the last, the last line, the last line, and uh, it's not in vain. We must know that we will win every time because he who loves us, gives us overwhelming victories in all these difficulties.
2: Right. And we're I think we need, you know, seven. right. We're, we're, we're four days from the election. I think we need to start the healing now. I don't think we need to wait till Wednesday to start no, the healing. No. We need to start the healing. Now we are brothers and sisters. We, you know, and I'll be honest with you. I'm going to talk a little bit about this today. I would be happy if they did away with the two party system. I would be happy if we all could just be independent. If we all could just vote on the person and what they stand for or whatever. But i I'll talk more about that in the well, next segment.
1: Well, you know you know the interesting thing about it? I just, I just it? want
2: us to work together. It doesn't matter. Work together. If you like the idea, support the idea. If you yeah, don't like different. the idea, then find a way to, to work within it or, or bring something different to the table. The problem is we all come with complaints. But very few come with solutions, and yes, we've sir. got to come with solutions. If you're going to complain about something or you don't like the way something is, what is your solution instead of just fussing? You know, I saw that so many times at City Hall. People would come up and start yelling at us, and they would, you know, be very uh, upset. Us or, or me? No, yeah, <laughs> they were always upset with you, but people were very upset. and What they, are you going to do? They would be yelling and, and, and complaining or whatever, and... You know, I'd say, okay, first of all, you're yelling at me.
1: And you should be yelling
2: at (laughs) me. Well, and I'm here. You came to me for help. I'm here to help you, and you're yelling at me. And then next, (laughs) what do you want me to do? Sometimes they just, you know, um, go off. But, again, um, I want to thank Dawn Baldwin Gibson again because she shared our video. We want to get the word out about Tammy. Let me put this up here again so you can actually see this. This is called, again, the name of the book? Overwhelming
3: Victories in All These
2: Difficulties. Overwhelming Victories in All These Difficulties. And we thought this was so appropriate at this time by Tammy Johnson. And we we just really felt that it was so appropriate that we have Tammy on the show today because we do all personally need overwhelming victories in these difficult times but we we as people we yes. as people can um really we can change it, it it's up to us it, it, we can we can change what's going on
1: all right hey uh full disclosure i got out and already did my early voting early voting's going on until tomorrow correct yes early voting's going on to tomorrow um everybody you know, you want some overwhelming victories. Whatever your victory happens to be, go to God, and and just decide what He's speaking to you. Go out and vote. Right. Go out and vote because right. you know that's God's world. God's world. Go out and vote and try to create what you what you believe in here. Right. Y- you can't. What you, we got to vote. What? How do you? How do you? Tammy, we'll give you the last word on this, yep. and then we got to move on. It, it, this is this is God's world. Why does God care if we vote? I, I got. That's a question I got for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a lot of, there's probably a lot of Christians that feel that way. Why should I, you know, I, I. it's not about this world. It's about the next, but it all comes together.
3: Well, it's important that when he put us here, he put us here for a purpose. And we have to be the ones to bring his, let his kingdom come. Allow his kingdom to come that it is established here on earth is the ones that believe and so Since we have an election that's coming up. It is right that we exercise one does make a difference
2: Well, it's 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 not
3: you know one does make a difference So your vote may be the one that turned the tides We just don't know but we pray and we hope and we keep him in the front
1: Tammy, thank you. Thank you very much. We have a couple other guests coming on today, but let me just repeat Tammy S. Johnson, overwhelming victories and all these difficulties, right, truly inspired post by God. It, yeah,
2: and we are going to post that on our website, on our Facebook page. So if you can't remember, come back to it. Please, everybody, again, thank you to all the people that have been watching our show today. Please share it. Get it out there. We want everybody to to have a voice in this. And, yes, early voting doesn't take very long. Get out there and do it. Tammy, thank you. God bless you and have a great day.
1: Tammy, by the way, your phone number, so in case anybody wants to contact you, like Um, Dawn Baldwin Gibson, call her.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My number is 252-259-3717 or 252-288-6625. Excellent.
2: Call her, ASAP. And sounds good. Everybody, we're getting ready now. We're going to go on a break for our Facebook Live people. Lee and I will still be talking a little bit, but on our radio, WNOS uh, 107.5, we are going to be taking a break. And then when we come back, everybody, stay tuned because we are going to have Trent Wood's mayor, Chuck Tyson, who's just – all about Newborn politics and what's going on in our, our uh, region and our state. And we're going to have them uh, live on the phone here shortly. So everybody, we're getting ready to take a break, and we'll be right back.
4: Bakers Kitchen located at 227 Middle Street in downtown Newburn, is the best destination in Newburn where you can have breakfast all day. The Bakers Kitchen has everything to satisfy your hunger. From delicious omelets, pancakes, eggs, grits, gravy, and our signature best French toast in town, all of our items are baked fresh every day. Try our homemade pies, cookies, muffins, breads, and our delicious cinnamon rolls. Stop by and let our friendly staff serve you. The Baker's Kitchen opens Sunday through Thursday, 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. The Baker's Kitchen at 227 Middle Street in downtown New Bern. Your place to go for breakfast all day. The best French toast in town and your home for home cooking away from home.
0: North Carolina is an incredibly beautiful state. Every corner offers awesome vistas and beautiful architecture. It is a state that deserves our honor and respect. So let's get serious about not trashing our treasure. It is not hard to properly dispose of fast food containers, soda bottles, and even cigarette butts in a trash container and not out a car window. I'm Charlie Rose, North Carolina is my home state and motorists like me should be able to drive safely. We shouldn't have to worry about a plastic bag blowing onto our windshields or having to dodge a box that fallen onto the highway. North Carolina spends millions in tax dollars each year removing roadside litter. We can do better, dispose of trash the right way. It's not hard. Join us in spreading the word about litter-free NC because a clean state is a safer state. Please. Don't trash our treasure. This is Lieutenant Jeff Gordon with the State Highway Patrol. This message is brought to you by the North Carolina Department of Public Safety in this station.
1: At one time or another, everyone is going to need some legal advice or representation. I want to be there for you. I want to help you through your time of need. I'm Lee Bettis. I'm a trial attorney with a strong background in employment law, criminal defense, personal injury, domestic law, and complex litigation. Whatever your legal needs are, I'm here to help you find a solution. And I want to do it without breaking your bank. Call me, Lee Bettis, at 639-0085. I'm here to provide you with professional legal representation and advice at a rate you can afford. And I'll beat anyone's price. Call the Bettis Law Firm at 649-1710 or 24 hours a day at 639-0085. 0085. Or check out the law firm you can afford at bettislawfirm.com or nbtrafficlaw.com. WNOS, 107.5 FM, 1450 AM, Newburn, North Carolina. Really? What in the world is that? Is that REM? That cannot possibly be REM. Welcome back to City Talk Live here on 107.5 WNOS and 1450 AM. 1450 AM. We are talking what's going on in this city this week, and that is nothing more than, what is it? Politics, politics. guys. No, uh, uh, it's the election.
2: Four days days to the election, and everybody, this is what they're talking about. And so we thought our show, we kind of you know bring all bring all this around but there's nobody that knows politics any better in craven county the region republican politics in the state than our guest right now and that's trentwood's mayor chuck tyson chuck you on the phone you there yes ma'am i'm here well good morning thank you for being on city talk with lee and sabrina uh four days till election four days and uh give us give us your thoughts right now on uh uh, will you be glad it's over? What do you think the process has been? Uh, just curious as to your thoughts. Well, I think I'm like everybody else
0: in the country and that I'll be glad when it's over. Uh, <laughs> and uh, these these campaigns just last too long, in other words. Two years is too long to have to listen to all the partisan rhetoric from either side. So, personally, i will be glad it's over. I, uh, I think that uh, this weekend will tell the tale which uh, candidate is going to win the presidency.
2: Well, I mean, you know, it's been out there. And, of course, you know, our state, I think, has been the bullseye. In this election and I've seen more presidential candidates and rallies in the state of North Carolina than I ever have in the last uh, 40 years and I think it's been really interesting and I know you've been a lifelong Republican you know have you ever seen anything like this before
0: no, no normally uh, North Carolina has usually been uh, you know either in the pocket for the Democrats for many many decades and then uh, in the pocket for the Republicans for so a good length of time. And now it's uh, in the category of a toss up state. So, uh, from all indications, listening to the national media, North Carolina could determine who the next president is.
2: Right. Uh, ve- very well. So, this morning, um, the watching the news, the polls said North Carolina right now um, is probably in a dead heat. Uh, maybe advantage Clinton, but uh, it's in a dead heat right now. And, uh, you know, the next couple of days will tell us. You know, we had both the Republican and Democratic candidates uh, in the state yesterday. Hillary had rallies in, uh, I think, uh, Raleigh. Was she Raleigh and Charlotte? I know she was in Raleigh well, for sure. Yeah, she was. There. I think she was in
0: Winterville yesterday Pitt uh, community
2: college. I believe it was. But, uh, Sabrina... I hate to make an analogy like a football game or a golf <laughs> you game. You do it, Chuck. <laughs> momentum is a big, big thing in
0: elections. And uh, sometimes you can hit your stride too early and, and then you know things change. But it looks to me like the Trump train is catching its stride right at the perfect time. And uh, the momentum, I think even the Democrats would, would say, the momentum right now is definitely in Trump's direction. And momentum is hard to, hard to stop and it's hard to start. Uh, so if he will uh, play it smart over the weekend, and of course there's no telling what the Democrats are going to unleash on him, but uh, if he uh, will, 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 will be a smart candidate until next Tuesday, I believe the momentum is going to carry him over. When, when, when the, when the National Democrats had to send the President of the United States to Chapel Hill <laughs> to, gin, to gin up enthusiasm for Hillary Clinton in a, you know, a community as liberal as that, that shows you a lack of enthusiasm.
5: And well,
2: that's, people, that's a really good point. That uh, is, You're absolutely right, because, you know, who would have ever you know, thought they would send this many people in here to campaign this hard. I, I, I can't believe what I'm seeing, to be honest with you.
1: Chuck, it's it's Lee. Hey, I started, I think the first election I can ever remember was um, Nixon-McGovern. Uh, that was back in probably 72, 74, something like that. And, right. you know, that's when I really started paying attention. And as I, as I recall, that was a pretty contentious election. But it it seems like these elections are getting more and more contentious and actually disagreeable uh, uh, since, since that time. Have you I mean I don't know just historically you've you've seen a lot. It, it, are they getting more disagreeable? Are we going to end up at a point where people are pitchfork fighting in the streets? It just seems this has become disagreeable. And how do you, how do we reconcile this? Every, every
0: time I think that I've seen the ultimate lose, uh, something happens it goes lower. I, it really is a crying shame that we cannot have you know, either party's candidates up there talking about the issues. They have to talk about how sorry their opponent is. And uh, so but, but uh, some of the things that have come out in this year's election are uh, are just troubling to me the way the uh, uh, and, and I'm pointing this at the Democrats because they're Their emails have been compromised, so we're starting to see the truth. Now, if the truth was known, the Republicans are probably doing the same thing, but that had not been discovered yet. But the the, the interaction between these uh, Donald Brazil giving Hillary one-up on questions
1: People who you and I both respect are, are starting to talk about. You know, I'm, I'm just tired of this two-party system. Um, uh, I'm tired of the. I'm tired of not the lack of common sense. I'm tired of the lack of choices. I'm tired of the two. Is is the two-party system still strong or useful in your opinion? What, um, it, what can be done because we, if we keep rolling down this hill, it's going to be people pitchfork fighting in the streets eventually. Like, uh, it, what can be done to change it, Chuck? Well, uh, you know, I, if I had a crystal ball, I'd probably be up on Wall Street. I don't know, Butter
0: Jay. I do know the facts, though. The facts are Democrat registration is basically flat or going down. Republicans are going up a little bit, and the unaffiliated are increasing dramatically. I know when I got involved in politics, you know, give or take 40 years ago in Craven County. The Democrats had right at 90% voter registration. The Republicans had maybe seven, and the two or three percent affiliated. Uh, So now uh, in Craven County, the Democrats and the Republicans are within a thousand of one another of being equal. And the vast growth in the uh, Registration over the last ten years has been unaffiliated. Which that ought to tell you something. They're sick of both parties. So yeah. Both parties need to have change. Right. And I just wish we could we could uh, uh, have, have debates about issues. I, I haven't heard anybody tell me how we're going to pay this 20, twenty billion trillion dollar debt. Even how we gonna, what are we going to do about Social Security going broke? What are we going to do about the Russians running all over the Middle East? We're talking about ten or twelve year old tapes and,
2: and uh, this, that, and other and things that ju- we're just not talking issues. Right, that, right. And we do need thing. to debate the issues. But Chuck, you know the the problem is is us. It's real. It's us. We fe- Obviously, the public feeds off of that kind of attacks and stuff like that because you know you've been through an election i've been through an election what do they do in the ninth hour what do they do they try to attack the character they try to attack something you know that's you know your your consultants will tell you You got to go on the attack you got to go on the attack and that's probably why i'm not a very good now, poli- and i told you i'm not, yeah, I'm not you. a good politician I told because. I to go on the attack sh- and she refused chuck go ahead what kind of- what kind of chance do you think that uh, John
0: F. Kennedy would stand getting elected in today's environment? Or well,
2: Franklin Roosevelt? Yeah, he absolutely. Was no angel. He was no angel. No, ab- um, absolutely. Um, but you- they used to debate
0: over policy, not their personal lives or, or, or you know, what.
2: Right. Well, uh, we've been trained. Yeah, we're fixated on it. We've been trained that if we can find some dirty laundry on somebody, it'll take them down. You know, we're all in the, we've got to take somebody down. And it's the element of surprise and and the element of gotcha. Instead of saying, you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to fix it? with that being said, it does concern me that, you know, you can have a position and you can say you want to fix it, but the reality of them really being able to fix it on both sides, you know, that that's what people don't get. So, you know, when, when candidate Clinton talks about, you know, that... Um, She's going to create jobs by taxing the rich. I don't know that that's a reality. And the same thing on Mr. Trump's side. You know, he's going to, you know, build a wall and make Mexico pay the for it. The Mexicans I, we, are
1: actually building the wall right now. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I'm, 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 using, I'm
2: really using those as, you know, examples. We'll they the may thing. not be correct, but, you know, we, you know, that's the problem. If we could just get at the straightforward issues of taxes, Social Security, health care, I mean, if they didn't do anything but talk about Obamacare for the last, you know, year, that would have been the subject to debate.
1: And, and Chuck, we, we asked this question of our last guest, and, uh, and 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 she gave a she gave a good answer. Look, it's stinker no matter what you know, from a lot of what people say, it's stinker on both sides. Why bother even voting, Chuck? Why bother even voting? Tell us why we should.
0: Well, I, I think it's your your right. And your privilege as an American, and it's a shame to take uh, Mm -hmm. things that people die for granted uh, all over the world. people. Do you think the people in China would like to be able to go vote uh, for who runs their country? So it's a blessing that has been bestowed on these citizens of this country. And not to to waste that, to me, is is really, really sad. So everybody, regardless of who you're going to support... Go out and vote. That's what this country was founded on. And, uh, you know, re- regardless who whoever wins, we need to pull together and try to start addressing some of these problems that we're facing because we cannot continue to kick the can down the road. At some point in time, mathematics catches up with you. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we're going to have, uh, we, we're going to see our, lifestyles change, our quality of living change if we don't get a, get a hold of some of these things. Now, uh, I, one thing that concerns me, and uh, is, and, and I, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm voting for Trump. He's not perfect, but if you put the two of them side by side, he represents more of the policies that I would like to see this country take. But what concerns me about Clinton is the, uh, you know, her her uh, natural secrecy, everything is top secret, and now look at the trouble she's got herself and this country in with the bulging secrets and all these private email servers and this, that, and other. And, you know, if she were to get elected, we're going to have something going on that'll make the Watergate hearings <laughs> look like nothing. Because uh, well, in public is going to demand that these things be answered in public, not behind closed doors or swept underneath the rug. We need to know, did she and her uh, her assistants violate the law? If they did, they are not above the law. They need to be punished just like any other citizen, you know, me or anybody
1: else. The so- law is the law. Chuck, one of the things that one of the things I've never seen before, and I'll make it real personal here. One of the things I've never seen before in, in growing up, my dad, who's nearly 80, spent his career in the CIA. He's always known exactly what to do. He's law enforcement, strict, 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 PhD economist, sees all sides of issues. This year, I mean, when we, when we were talking about who to vote, can, and I listen to my dad, because um, uh, he, he's probably the smartest guy I know, uh, and he, he says, look, if... if if I, when I was in the CIA, mind you, forty-three years, if I did this, what this woman did, they would have had me locked down, um, locked down for life in, in jail. I, I never would have gotten out. What she did. Then I hear him talk about Trump, and he just my dad, who's you know he's uh, diametrically opposed from me because I'm a little bit out there. Uh, I, I, I talk, and he's got the he's really quiet and stayed obviously in his profession. But he says, and then he starts talking about Trump and his problems. My dad, eighty years old, quandary. I know, you know, he, quandary. And I've never seen, and and it's kind of disconcerting when you're, when the people you turn to, the people you turn to for advice, just don't have any. That's that's disconcerting, Chuck. I've voted already, by the way. I voted because they've
0: never seen anything like this.
1: In other words, I doubt.
0: Well, I mean, the polls show it. There's never been two people running for the Offices of Presidency that were held in such low regard by the American public. But the problem is, is one of the two of them, like it or not, is going to be the next leader. Mm And uh, uh, I I just saw on TV this morning they had some former Navy SEAL that was thrown out of the service and court-martialed and whatnot. given given a suspended sentence, thank goodness. But all the only thing he did is the Navy SEAL manual is top secret. He was studying for tests. He didn't get enough study in, so he took his cell phone camera and photographed one page of his top secret manual, took it home with him so he could study it that night when the when this commanding officer
1: found out he did it. They said, this is this is uh, against the law. This is top-secret information. And look what happened to him. He got
0: drummed out of the service. He got disgraced. Uh, he, he got a uh, conviction on his record, and so on and so forth. And then you fast-forward to what's happening with Hillary Clinton and Abba Ubedine, or whatever her name is. Uh,
5: uh, look, 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 look at the past that the justice is given.
1: I mean, anybody, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, you should believe in the rule of law. All right, Because hey Chuck. when you start having people,
0: uh, uh, some of the law applies to some people and not to other
1: people, you're going to see this democracy start crumbling. Absolutely.
2: We totally but, agree.
1: We totally agree. We have...
2: word I, I hope is going to be to tell everybody just to get out to vote and exercise your right. We can go to early voting today. It won't take long tomorrow and, and cast your ballot. So I hope uh, you'll continue to urge everybody to get out to vote. you being on thank you so much thank you <coughs> take us in the break we yeah, got, we're guests. Gonna, we're we got guests we're gonna go on break we're gonna guess and then we're gonna have marva fisher baldwin on the phone with us talking uh her race we'll be right back
1: at one time or another everyone is going to need some legal advice to represent I want to be there for you i want to help you through your time of need i'm lee bettis i'm a trial attorney with a strong background in employment law criminal defense personal injury domestic law and complex litigation whatever your legal needs are i'm here to help you find a solution and i want to do it without breaking your bank call me lee bettis at 639-0085 i'm here to provide you with professional legal representation and advice at a rate you can afford and i'll beat anyone's price Call the Bettis Law Firm at 649-1710 or 24 hours a day at 639-0085. Or check out the law firm you can afford at BettisLawFirm.com or NBTrafficLaw.com.
6: It only takes a minute to find out if you may
0: have prediabetes. And you can do it at DoIHavePrediabetes.org
1: but
2: you're probably not going to. Nope, I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it, you're busy.
1: So what better time
2: than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger
1: if anyone in your family has type two diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if
0: you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because pre-diabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its
4: pre-diabetes awareness partners. The Baker's Kitchen located at 227 Middle Street in downtown Newburn, is the best destination in Newburn where you can have breakfast all day. The Baker's Kitchen has everything to satisfy your hunger from delicious omelets, pancakes, eggs, grits, gravy, and our signature best French toast in town. All of our items are baked fresh every day. Try our homemade pies, cookies, muffins, breads, and our delicious cinnamon rolls. Stop by and let our friendly staff serve you. The Baker's Kitchen opens Sunday through Thursday, 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. The Baker's Kitchen at 227 Middle Street in downtown New Bern. Your place to go for breakfast all day. The best French toast in town and your home for home cooking away from home. WNOS. 107.5 FM, 1450 AM,
2: New Bern, North Carolina.
1: Makes it so much better. <laughs>
2: We're rocking back in.
1: Thank you. And
2: good morning, everybody. Hold on, that was the introduction back yeah. into the show? Welcome back Daryl to you City Slipped. Talk live, that, that was live horrible. with Lee and Sabrina.
1: That was horrible. Okay,
2: everybody, simmer down, simmer down. I want down. my opening back. Okay. So you are live with us on WNOS 107.5. We are also live. 1450 AM. We are also live on on Facebook. Uh, So all my friends out on Facebook, thank you so much for being with us this morning. We have we our guest right this minute we have is Miss uh, Marva Fisher Baldwin, who is, first of all, your real claim to fame is you are Dawn Baldwin Gibson's mama. So that's the most important thing I have to tell about you. <laughs> well, it, it, was up, it was up until about uh, the first of the year when Philip Alexander came, oh. and now that's my great grandson. That's my claim to fame now. That's it. Well, I, I, un- I understand that, but. Uh, you are the Democratic candidate for the North Carolina House seat, and I'd like for you to tell our listeners and our viewers right now what what led you to run for for that seat.
5: Yes, several things actually. Um, one of them was during the um, 2015 budget resolution. There were it went a little long. I think it ended the end of September. And during that period, I had a lot of friends who were in the field of education. Many of them didn't know whether or not they were going to have a job because the budget hadn't been passed. There wasn't a budget. There were administrators who were not sure how they were going to bring about the resources that the teachers needed or the teachers were wondering whether or not they were going to get a raise and, and, and uh. TAs, teachers, teacher assistants were concerned whether or not they would still have a job. And, and from that, a lot of conversation came about. Also, there are many people that I had come in contact with who were working families and they were struggling and they were talking about the uh, tax cuts that had come about and how that had impacted their lives and it had impacted in a negative way just talking with people who are concerned citizens as I am and from that feeling that representation wasn't hearing our voices was a major catalyst that said there has to be a conversation there has to be a dialogue because there are too many people who are concerned about the direction and the negative effects that were coming out of Raleigh, and so as, as a consequence uh after talking to many people i decided yes i will take that step and run for uh, the house district
2: three right and you know it's never easy to put yourself out there and to run i mean lee and i both know that and understand that but when you feel passionate about something it's it's easier to do and and to get out there um tell us, though, what, what has been your experience on the campaign trail? Are you feeling, you know, all this negativity that we see and the very the polarization that we've seen of the two parties, or, you know, has it been a, a, a good experience for you? It's
1: been interesting. Um, <laughs> yes, she I is such a diplomat. Yeah, you are I love a great it. politician. It's been interesting. It's been
2: interesting. <laughs>
5: uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I knew about Certain practices that are inherent in running, uh, that there will be times signs will be missing, and and uh, there will be actually uh, comments made about you that you didn't know about yourself, and that's okay, and that's that's no problem. But what bothers me, and not just locally, but across the nation, is this vitriol that I'm seeing. Yesterday morning, I was preparing to uh, go out up to the polling places, and after I had done some meditation, three words came to my mind, and they came very strongly.
1: Move we to Canada.
5: We the people. We the people. <laughs> we the people and, and that's what I see. We the people. We have got to
2: It's not necessarily, you know. It's the retribution afterwards, you know. And I'm, I, everybody knows. We know what the deal is here in Newbern. I am feeling the retribution because I so dared to, to, you know, get into a race and I lost the race. So they stuck a bathroom on your property for, for the <laughs> regardless love of, of God. that. But you know, it is about all of us working together. And you are so right. It's about you lose a race, you get a bathroom hush, stuck hush, on hush, your property. Hush, simmer down. It's about we the people and. You're right. You should look at the issue from a nonpartisan thing. An issue is an issue, and you're there to help the people. You don't care if they're Democrat, Republican, white, black, red. You don't care. It's their issue. They have a concern. They've come to you for help, and you try to help them to the best of your ability with the tools that you've been given. And that's the way it needs to be. Right. Yeah. Now,
5: this what made me pop up. Give me a minute to say six, Sixty seconds. Um, yesterday morning, I had a scheduled interview. Was one of the uh, local uh, stations, news stations. And the first person I saw was uh, State Senator Sanderson. We stopped and we talked because I've known the family and they mm-hmm. they know my family. We stopped, we talked, we wished each other well. We know that we have policy differences. Um, there were Several ladies that I met yesterday who were working with the GOP. Uh, we had awesome conversation. We didn't agree on everything, but we were able to talk. And, and out in the and I won't call her, her name, the lady with the long ponytail, and she knows who she is, but she's listening. When we um, parted yesterday, we gave. A hug and say, let's go
0: home
5: and get some rest and we'll start this tomorrow. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They they most likely will not vote for me. But we met at a place called humanity. Amen. And that's what, that's what we have that's what we have to remember. That's what we have to remember because yes, we are still at the end of the day, the United States.
2: Even with the problems we have, we have to come together. We just have to. Yes, I totally agree. Well, Miss um, uh, Baldwin, if you could just close now. We're getting ready to go, uh, you know, to come to okay. the end of the show. But, no, we you know, gotta, I'm going to get, get an extra Okay, hour. well, I'm going to give you, um, you know, 30 seconds to give your stump speech and ask for people to, to vote for you. So here you go. Go ahead and talk to our listeners. Okay, I'm going
5: to
2: say something real quickly. Uh, where I live...
5: When I grew up, uh, uh, church. our church was the center of our community. And there's something very strange about that. Because our church, the church that blacks attended, the Missionary Baptist Church, was surrounded by homes of whites. And I stand on the church porch and look to my right, to my left. And in front of me, I'm going to see only the homes of white. And what was interesting when I was growing up, the opposite was true of Free Will Baptist Church was the white right Uh Their most immediate neighbors were uh, the, the uh, houses of blacks. We came from this experience knowing that we needed each other. If something happened to Bethel Missionary Baptist Church, our white neighbors were the first ones to
1: Watching us on Facebook, you may know her, uh, Dawn Baldwin Gibson. She just said, amen, with an explanation point.
5: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. But thank you so much for, for giving me this opportunity
2: this morning. You're, you're uh, welcome, and thank you. Know, thank you. This, is an important, this is an
5: important topic, so keep it going. Keep you, it going.
2: Thank you, and God bless you, and good luck. Um, we are now at 9 o'clock, everybody, all of my people that have been watching us here on Facebook Live. Thank you, you just troopers, and I just appreciate all of the followers. But we're at our 9 o'clock hour, and because this is really a great topic, we're four days from election. We're going to go about another 15 minutes. We have another guest in our office. It is Kathy Adolf. She has been very active in Democratic politics here in uh, New Bern and Craven County but you know she's my friend and i love her and <laughs> she's, she's a democrat. From- yeah Yay. i know and what democrats and republicans she, can be um, friends. she what has been idea. a great she's been a great supporter of mine in my in my uh, time that i was in office and in my run for mayor and i appreciate um, all of her friendship and support but this is an awesome example of how we politically disagree. But we work together, and every opportunity we can find to work together to make Newburn a better place, she's my go-to girl. <laughs> and that's the way it should be. It should, so I'm going to welcome you, Kathy. Welcome on to WNOS, uh, uh, WNOS. 107.5 and to our Facebook crowd. So I'm going to get my Good. little Facebook thing over here so you can see everybody, her. and welcome to City Talk.
6: Scary picture. Anyway. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but talk, you know, so um, welcome I think from my picture. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've been talking about all morning the fact that it has been like the most contentious uh, presidential race we have ever seen in the history of our Absolutely. country. But it, it's, it's trickled down to other places. I think people are so sick of the ads on TV. There's, you know talking about well this one did this and he did this and she did that and back and forth and i think it's so unnecessary i just i uh, will it's um, it's size. billions
6: of dollars and what a waste I, of with money. with all those ads i just think how many schools could we have built how Amen. many how many clinics could we have built to I help our country more. it's it's absolutely mind-boggling and the truth of the matter is that money matters and Often, the more money you have, the higher your likelihood is for winning, and because we live in an era where technology is everything, twenty four seven on our cell phones. Except for I had mine downstairs last night, and um, uh, you know, it's 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 disgraceful to me um, to watch a lot of what's going on. And these ads are just that—they're propaganda on all sides, um, and they to really be an informed voter you have to i know this is going to sound a little odd coming from an educator but you have to study things you have to read or talk and know more about what is going on yeah. than some multi-billion dollar ad company that whose job it is is to get somebody elected and they don't care who it is their money is to get X, Y, and Z person elected. So I'm glad you bring up these ads. Yeah, and I I,
2: I think that we just need to really look at the whole process. I think it needs to change. You know, I, I... and, again, I keep using myself as an example. You know, in my race, I was brought down because I, you know, st- raised a lot of money. wasn't, And I spent a lot of money. But You've got to have money people, to run. You well, have people, to. People gave me the money, and I spent it too. Absolutely. do ads, I don't know, have... posters, whatever. But still. That it, is how
6: it works right now. I
2: know, but, it sh- you know, it did bother me. It bothered oh, okay. me. Of course, my opponent jumped on that and talked about all the money I had raised and who had mm-hmm. given me money. And it, it really should not be about that. It was funny, when I first got into it many, many years ago, um, uh, my mother-in-law, Ella, told me, don't ever turn down money from somebody. And, you know, I hmm. I, I kind of said, why would you think that? Hmm. She said, because what they're saying to you is, I support you, and this is the way I support you. And by saying no to them, it would offend them. And, you hmm. know, I, I thought long and hard about that. I don't know that I agreed with it, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you do have to buy the posters. And what it says is if you are not if you don't have the means you can't run and it shouldn't be that way it should be that anybody can run from any walk of life it shouldn't matter how much money it you should, have or who you think but that can doesn't have. exist well, well, doesn't. Well, i mean it it it, You're let's right. get it real not. You, you, it, i totally you know, agree. It, maybe it's it used
6: so, to and so the issue and so as a very strong democrat as you know um, the issue of inequality um, that has evolved in our country, not this year and not over the last four years, not over the last 10 years, but over the last 30 years, this we're not at this place in history because of what happened last week on a campaign trail. Right. We are here because the underpinnings of our country have shifted um, over the last 30 years. And it's been conscious.
1: It is. Hold on. What uh, do you mean by that? The underpinnings of our country have shifted over the last 30 years.
6: I think, well, you know, and those people that know me think that I'm a pretty naive baby in the woods often, but you know, I grew, I was born in the fifties. I'm a baby boomer. You know, I'm a kid of the sixties that was out fighting in the streets because women, I mean, the discrimination that was happening against women and people of color was outrageous. So, oh, come on,
1: baby. Nobody ever describes Yeah,
6: there you go. Ah oh, no, it's a shock to think that in New North Carolina. Um, and so coming from that kind of background as a young woman to the place where I am today, almost 65, you know, I have, I really believe the American dream. I was an educator. I, you, you cannot be a teacher or an educator without having ultimate hope for every single human being that walks into your world. Wherever they come from, whatever they look like, whatever level of intellect they have, they are creatures of God, and we hope that we grow better and we get better. So with that as a background, um, I bought in hook, line, and sinker to the American dream. That you work hard, you save your money, you get a house. You have you have the American dream.
1: That sounds like a Republican. Uh, that deal. doesn't
6: work anymore. <laughs> That's a, I mean, we are not living in the '50s, and that whole concept is absolutely. When I talk about underpinnings of our country, that does not happen today in the world for the majority of Americans and to think otherwise and it, it you know we have got to get real with with where we have evolved now if you're living on minimum wa- if you're working on minimum wage minimum wage is what seven twenty 25 so that's less it's about 900 bucks a month okay in the 50s if you were working 40 hours a week as a family you could pay your rent save a little to buy a little house Get your kids to school, pay the utilities, and have food. Go to church or synagogue or wherever your place of worship was or not, and have a good life. If anybody thinks that working 40 hours a week—that was the American dream—work a 40-hour week, that's out the window. Most people are now working 80 hours a week. So let's say, um, so let's say, this $900 which is what someone working 40 hours a week on minimum wage makes. Some of it goes to taxes. Um, It costs at least $500 to have uh, rent a house. I mean, and not a very nice house, by the way. I've been in real estate here. And uh, so let's say $600. Then you have to pay your utilities. Okay, so you're done. Kathy, uh, here's a question
1: though. Look, you, you and I agree on a lot a, a socially, Ask me the question. Socially, socially, I'm um, exactly. You know, we we have, you know, culturally and socially, I agree. Um, got it. I'm, I'm, I'm liberal like that. I'm uh, what, not liberal. I'm not liberal, by the way. No, I no, consider
6: no. myself a Democrat.
1: Well, socially, socially, I agree with a lot of stuff, and it got me thinking. This this thing where Hillary, um, mm-hmm. this thing that bothers me, where, yeah. and I never thought I'd think this way, but the thing where Hillary says she wants to raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Right now, I have. I have a small business. I have two people right. working for me. Gotcha. Right now the market will bear X. And my know. business will bear X. And I'm thinking that if I honestly Well, if but I have it trickles start,
2: which you it trickles down because well, if, if I you have do to start have paying. to pay that then you're gonna have to charge more, which that's but, what I but, represent but, poor people. No, I I can't no, charge no, people. I get you I love representing I get you. poor people. So the issue is how I only do you represent
1: poor people? I
6: don't dis- I, I hear you. But what is the solution? We can if we keep going the way we are going, right. we will absolutely without question the trajectory is clear create a even smaller and high wealth elite with with what with a very poor and the middle class is now pushing into poorer standards a teacher uh, coming into the system with two kids and a wife would be going down to social services and getting food stamps. Now, if that's the America that people want, so be it, and the American people will vote. It is not the America that I want. I would like to, and and what is the solution? You know, it is going to be one hell of decades, not tomorrow, but people coming well, together I, to figure out how yes, to do I this. Agree,
2: it's got to, again, you know, let it begin with me. And the problem is, is that we are a society of wants, not a society of needs. You know, back when we were growing up, we had what we needed right. many times we said to our parents we want this and they'd say sorry stick you can. Can. but today everybody's got a cell phone everybody's got a hundred dollar pair of jeans everybody's got a not everybody
6: know. but you're well, right. i
2: hear what you're saying but it, yes but you know i will beg to differ that you could go into craven terrace where i would say you would consider those people to be lower early economic they a all self,
6: a cell phone is fundamental
2: yeah, but they, they don't have a that's cell phone. Not. They have an iPhone six. I've seen this. You know, they've. Got, I would.
6: I don't know the stats on that. Yeah, I'm sure and, some do.
2: Well, because some of them work for me. Cause uh-huh, that's why right. I can see some okay. of this. I'm sure and, some people do. You know, know, I think it's all about what do you? What's important to you? I what's, agree. What's important to you? You're Absolutely. willing to neg- neg- You're willing to forego something so you could have that iphone 6 or you're willing and and you know th- life is about choices exactly and, we are, and that's why we're free we are free and that to is choose. why the
6: parties are so terribly different right life is about choices and it is about priorities and priorities as anybody in politics or any kind of business understands sets the agenda that is when you say the message the priorities of what we are going to be and the priorities of democrats and republicans today in the world are extraordinarily different right. uh, well, i do not
2: is, and i don't know how we're going to together no you no know, no keep going keep going my keep going. saying of growing up and you know i've heard this from my sure. father-in-law and people of that generation mm-hmm. was an honest day's pay for an honest day's work and you know in, in talking about minimum wage whatever we there's feeling that that's not an honest day's pay but the problem is, and I've been in some workforce development panels in the last month. Mm-hmm. The complaint is this millennial or this new workforce is not a dedicated workforce. The majority there's this this sense of I'm you know. Exactly well, you know it's like I my not know, I have, whatever. I have, have owned a business and you've tried yeah. to get these people. It is incredible. My out there. daughter
6: and son-in-law are are millennials in their forties. Oh, oh, And I have okay. millennial children. Yeah. And they're not and necessarily they, like that, but uh, you know, they I I worked in in, in uh, Denver for 30 years. I worked with young people. I don't take I don't believe that millennials um, are sitting on the on the sidelines. They are working. At least the millennials that I know are working 90 hours a week. In fact, it it scares me how much both people Um, a man and a woman, a couple, working so many hours. And that's part of where business has gone, I think, as well. We don't have easy cutoffs. I remember when we used to work 40 hours a week. It was first, it was generally a father. Then, about you know, we fought, them. I fought for women's rights, and so we started working, but we thought it was ch- going to be kind of a choice. Well, now it's not so much a choice. Typically, it's, if a, folk, necessity. it's a necessity. So we, we criticize families for not having a structure, and yet we've created a society where, where all we're right, All right, we, we the got, the got
1: about three minutes. Okay, ask minutes me something left. else. I could the go question, up forever.
6: The, <laughs> the question that we've asked every day. I saw Hillary heard. yesterday up in. You did go to Raleigh. I did
1: go to, yeah. And there was a big
2: crowd up there oh green she was in winterville is yes that that? The, winterville. the
1: question Fabulous. that we're asking all our guests yes in this in this year of Rooney candidates which yeah. both of them have problems yeah. why in the world would you get off your couch and go vote why what, what? are you kidding me
6: I am terrified terrified about um, a a Trump presidency this man is a bully he has denigrated women. He, I mean, he has done this publicly, not once or twice. It's not a, oops, I said this, and oh, let me, you know, let's forgive me for this. This has gone on. It has been in our face. I watch a lot of political news. I'm a political junkie. Um, I try to get some balance on various So we all stations. know that. Why,
1: why would you say get out and vote?
6: Get out and vote, because the thought of Donald Trump having his hands on um, on the buttons that push war in our, uh, across the world is frightening. He, um, is no one that I would respect in terms of his character. He's um, part, I mean, he has not shown me anything, not a plan other than uh, a trickle down uh, that doesn't work. We know that it doesn't work. We've got 40 decades of proving that it doesn't work. Um, As a woman, I can't believe, um, I just... I cringe when I look at how he treats women. And as someone who has fought for rights of women for her whole life, there's not a chance. Hillary is, I saw her yesterday in person. I have watched her over the years. Nobody's perfect. I give you that. And I know that the country's not happy with a lot of things. But it's also not just about these two candidates. We have the candidates who are running on ballots below those top two. We have a governor's race, Roy Cooper. We have Deborah Ross, who I hope will. Uh, we have close, close elections in in uh, this state.
1: So you're not discouraged from getting out and voting. You're encouraged. I have. We're,
6: we are working very hard as a party to get people out to vote, and I appreciate. All people who vote. Right.
2: And you know, I'm going, I I, I have to give the flip side and I hope you'll forgive me, but I have to give the flip side um, in, in that I could never support Hillary Clinton because it would scare me to death that Of what she's hidden for all these years, that the power that she would have as our president would continue to to be hidden. She would not be transparent. It would be her way or the highway. Based on what I'm seeing, I am not offended as a woman because I know who I am. I know what I am, and if somebody says something to me, I am a strong enough woman where I could say no. Uh, I could do that uh, too. Yeah, and so I don't. I don't. You know, um, unfortunately. Um, today to be a woman in politics you live in a man's world it's oh, just come the on, it's, honey, that's not it's, it's sure the way it is and we're still fighting for and we're still fighting for equality and i understand that and i get it i'm not i'm not offended um i i think a, it's just
6: basic human decency yeah, it's not it's, about it's human, decency, it's human decency it's human to be decency polite.
2: that you're Husband is fooling around, and you're you're denigrating the women that are Trump had this. a lot of I mean, come on already. It's let's on not. Both, and Hillary wasn't
6: fooling around, by the way. Let's look at Trump. If and you and want to take on. No, more, listen, like, look, hold on this hold is on. where
2: this is where the the whole political scene has gotten out of control. I am. I am on the other side of the fence because of the politics. So my politics are I do not want late-term abortions. I believe in a woman's right to choose, but I don't believe that um, you should have late-term abortions. I don't believe that you should – we can create jobs by – energizing the economy. I own businesses. I'm in it every day, and I am so upset and frustrated by Obamacare because what's going to happen? My people will work. Well, I will have to cut them to less than 30 hours because I can't afford Obamacare. Second of all, this new overtime rule. You you know, people making less than $48,000 a year on a salary, you have to pay them uh, either $48,000 and no overtime or overtime. On less than forty eight thousand so what do i do cut people back which means they go fewer hours they get less money so again, so is the system I'm seeing with, i mean it's not working that's no. what i'm saying no the can't system we come that to, we're being, can't we come together yes. and, and work that's on what that. i'm saying we're letting the personalities well, get uh, place. Then, we then, have then, to bring solutions
1: the, the, the one other thing before we get out of here because yep. what sabrina talked about uh, uh, to start out this was that you know this is a topic for uh, a, a long discussion but these political parties, the two-party system, is it dead? They're not really representing me. I don't feel like I'm. I can be represented by the Republicans. I don't feel like I can be represented by the Democrats because a mishmash of all of them. I feel like I'm better represented as an independent, just doing what you said, Kathy, which was learning, learning the facts and, and voting for a person. How does not the independent
6: a party. get it? I mean. Yeah. For better or worse, we have a two-party system. Yeah, well, and, I wish we could and, do away with it so, know, so that we could
2: be all independents. We live in that
6: paradigm, and we've got to figure a way to make to make sy- systemic changes in this country. Um, it's not about us. We're old people at this point. Everybody here is <laughs> – Speak for yourself. All righty then. All right, sorry <laughs> no. Uh It's about the next By generation. Sure. We're fine. Most people of our – I mean, not most, probably most of our generation are going to get by fine in life. It's those that come after us that I worry about so much. And, um,
2: yeah, and good Kathy, conversations. I yes, wish we had more of them. I know it is good conversations, and I want to thank uh, Kathy Adolf, my my good friend, and continues to be my good friend regardless of our political leanings, because her and I can work together. Cat fight. No, and that's what matters. At the oh, end, wow. at the end of the day, ideas. her and I can sit at the table with solutions. And again, as I've spoken about throughout this program, is if you're going to complain. You better bring solutions because that's absolutely. you know it's okay to complain, but tell us how you would fix it, and then let's bring all those ideas to the table, and then pick and choose and try to create something that's good for all. That's what it's about. It's it's about we the people, Miss Miss Baldwin. It's absolutely about we the people. It, that means collectively. So I want to thank everybody for being with us on Facebook Live today. We went really long.
1: This was a dance version we, of Facebook. We,
2: we loved everybody who was on today, and we want to thank you all for uh, – you know, listening in on the radio. Lee, parting thoughts.
1: Parting thoughts. Great show. Uh, great show today. Lots of good stuff going out there. Uh, from Tammy Johnson's book, Overwhelming Victories in in Times of Difficulties. Give her a call two eight eight six six two five if you want to if you want to know more right. about her book two eight eight six six two five. Thank you, Chuck Tyson, for bringing on your. Uh, on your strong opinions thank you Kathy Adop, for bringing on your
2: strong Pleasure. opinions right miss miss Baldwin for coming on talking about miss you Baldwin. that that's great and look please if we don't say anything strong enough get out and vote. Okay, today you could go to Vanceboro. You could go out to Rems. You could come downtown to the County Administration Building. You could go out to Havelock even if it's all not your district, all early votes. voting, even and if, if you're you not, are your not
6: district- registered, you can register right, on correct. the spot at early Voting. You can't do that. You can't do that on the... That and tomorrow. What if I don't have ID?
2: But on Tuesday... You and need it, ID you don't, to register. you don't need ID. And then on Tuesday, is uh, you have to go to your polling place on, on Tuesday. I will let you know that I'm leaving now because I'm taking every one of my employees at uh, our restaurants out to vote today. If they have not voted, I am personally Fabulous. carrying them to the polls because I want to make sure everybody, and I mean everybody, has exercised... Their right to vote. My father was wounded in the Korean War fighting so that you could go to the ballot box. And many of us have relatives who died in those wars giving us this right that is, you know, revered by people around the world. Don't lose it. Don't let it get away from you. Get out and vote. And I hope everybody has a great weekend.
1: Oh, I hope everybody yeah. has a great weekend, okay. and we'll see you on the sidewalks. We will see
2: you on the sidewalks, everybody. Happy Friday. Thank you, Mike Thanks for, back watching. for giving us extra
1: time.